What's up? Welcome to another episode of Nick's Chat of the Day After, affectionately known as KCDA. Listen, we're not rocking a whole a long time today. We are not rocking a long time today. But uh, excited to talk about the game, even even in a loss. I know we're going to have a good show. Sean, what's good with you? You know, I'm, I'm feeling good. I mean, I, I, I also don't want this to be a long show today. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about this, uh, you know, game. Um, and so I hope that we all maintain cooler heads and, you know, get through these conversations and, you know, keep, uh, level headed takes, but I'm sure that won't be fully what happens. So I'm preparing myself. I like that level headed takes, level headed takes folks was talking entirely too long the other day. Somebody said it best. Cass was treating me and Sean like substitute teachers and just going on and on. Keep your takes clear and concise. I don't know if I'm a. I'm not gonna be able to do the unmute. That's not my thing. That's Julito's thing. But I'm gonna just start interrupting. Me. So do not talk forever. All right. Let's be clear. Sean, let, let, let's get started. Go ahead, my brother. Yeah, man. So I mean, this was an awful game. Um, I think we all know that. We all watched it. Uh, it was disappointing. I see a lot of like differing opinions on the timeline. Um. You know, I think I don't think it's I think there's two sides to this. Like it was a bad game. We could have played much better. Uh, the Warriors shot the lights out. We allowed them to shoot the lights out. Uh, we didn't really have any good games offensively for the most part. Uh, we struggled to contest the perimeter. We gave up too many second chance points. That was really frustrating, especially being down double digits on the road and then giving up multiple opportunities while trying to get back into the game is insanely frustrating. Um we could have gotten better individual performances for sure. But I think overall, like, I mean, we got off to some people, like, like I said, the overarching air of Aranaki has taken over the fan base and it's getting kind of annoying. And so some people are saying things like, oh, you know, I'm not so, like mad people. Are like, oh, I'm not watching anymore. I don't care about this team. And it's just like, let's, let's keep it a buck at the same time. I mean, okay. We lost to the Warriors on the road. We're on this road trip that we thought was going to be a season derailing road trip. We are now two and one. Uh, despite the Warriors' struggles, they've been pretty good at home. They got a good game out of Clay last night. So, like, there's, you know, there's nuance to things. And also, I, I also don't want to hear that anymore. Like, that, I don't want to hear the whole, um, I'm not watching this team, I don't care about this team. I really don't want to hear anybody say that. Like, not a single person. And you know why? Because we all watch the games, we all live-tweet them, and a lot of y'all were in spaces yesterday for nine hours. Nine hours. You spent nine hours in spaces. You can't spend nine hours in spaces and then talk about, oh, I don't care about this team. I'm not talking. Just shut up. Shut up. If you don't care about the team, shut up. That's how we'll know you don't care about the team because you'll be shutting up. Until you shut up, you care. So cut it out, man. I, I don't like that. I feel like, you know, it, it's it, the loss was bad. Yes, we don't want to lose games. We want to win games. You know, we, we want them to perform better. But I just think that, like, the entire, like, climate of the fan base is getting really, really, really annoying. And, like, you know, uh, uh, like, we have to stop allowing it to get that way. We have to stop having that be, like, the main conversations happening. Like, so shoot bullshit out the sky when you see it, man. Like, and, and uh, like, be accountable for your own bullshit. You care, bro. 
It's okay to care. You care. We watched Langston Galloway be a number one option. We watched Alexis Fed and Lou Amundsen run a pick and roll, and we still watched all the games. You care. You're going to watch the games. You're going to talk about them. You don't have to do this, oh, I don't care. Oh, this team is mid. We're falling apart. This The season sucks. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, you, you care, and you're invested. So, like, just allow yourself to be that, bro, please. Um, you know, Cam Reddish got hurt, apparently. I hope he's okay. I hope that it's not, like, a lingering thing. You know, we've seen groin issues be a thing that lingers in the past. Uh, RJ Barrett had another very, 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 very stressful game. Um, he was better than he was in Denver. That doesn't mean much. That doesn't say much. Um, but, you know, he looked like he had his step back a little bit. Like, not, not a step back jumper, but, like, he looked like he had his step. Like, he looked like, you know, he had a little pep to his step. Uh, he looked like he made sense at the free throw line. And so, you know, the open jumpers, is still, is, you know, this is my last game giving RJ the sick pass. I'm not going to lie. So in Phoenix, he's just got to be better. Uh, and even as of last night, he had to be better. And so I'm frustrated with RJ. And I, I need RJ over. I said it last night on post-game pouting. I let RJ have it. And, like, you know, I, I don't have as much energy, period, because, like, I just feel very drained by, like, life and the fan base. Um, But, like, RJ has to be better, bro. And, like, early in the game, he, he closes out to Clay Thompson and doesn't get a hand up. Like, those are, being sick doesn't stop you from putting a hand up. Like, a lot of a lot of those second chances yesterday, are like, that's RJ on some of them, too. Being sick doesn't stop you from boxing out. If you're going to be on the court and you're going to be playing 40 minutes, you have to play with effort. And, like, even before he was sick, I wasn't seeing – like, I think that RJ is extremely capable defensively. And so this season, Cam and Quick have been excellent on defense. They've been wonderful. They've been a joy. I'm very proud of them. And it upsets me that RJ hasn't put himself in that conversation. Because he's very, I seen him last year hold Jason Tatum to under 30%. I seen him hold Zach Levine to 30% multiple times. I know that he's capable defensively. And so I need him to step up into those de defensive capabilities. Like, contrary to probably, like, people may think I'm just being an RJ Homer or whatever. I don't really kill guys for missing shots. Like, even Richard Jefferson said at a point last night, he was like, you know, uh, with the, the the concerning thing about the shots RJ's missing is that he's taking open set shots. Like, he's not taking bad shots for the most part. He's taking open threes. We saw him hitting him at a 40% clip for two weeks. This last week was awful, terrible, abysmal, putrid, everything bad. Um, I think the sickness plays a factor into it, but I, I do not excuse lack of effort. There's no, like, the shot will come back, I'm sure. We've seen it go. We've seen it come. The shot will be back. But I need him to bring that effort and intensity on a nightly basis. The same way we asked for it from Julius. I need RJ to step up. I need RJ to step up, and I think that'll help his offensive game if he's able to lock in defensively. And even if it doesn't, like, you know, Cam isn't great offensively every game. Quick has been shooting like shit for the majority of the season, to be honest, but they're playing really hard, and they're giving us everything they've got on defense, and they're impacting the game positively all the time. And so I need RJ to step up and be the defender he's capable of being. I need RJ to step up and box out and hit the boards and play with passion. Like, I've seen RJ take defense. I've seen him take matchups personally. I need him taking every possession personally. Like, he's got that clause in his contract to be an all-NBA all, all defense guy. It's too late at this point in the season. It's not going to happen this year. But I need him to put that kind of production out there. I need him to be that all-defense guy that he's capable of being that he feels like he can be that I've seen him reach that capability of. Because for the same thing I said with Julius, if you're capable of something and you're not doing it, what does that mean? From an effort standpoint, if you're capable of doing it and we're not seeing it, it means that you're not bringing that effort and you're not giving that effort. And if I'm going to be out here going to war for you while you're stinking it up, 
Like, if I'm going to be out here, like, standing 10 toes for you, and I am, I'm, I'm 10 toes for RJ. I believe in RJ wholeheartedly. I do not believe that what we're seeing from RJ right now is going to be a thing that continues. I, I, I think that being sick definitely impacted it, especially in Denver. Um, but, you know, like I said, last game is the last game of that sick thing. Uh, he's got to be better moving forward, and he's got to play with more effort. Like, effort is non-negotiable, bro, from everybody, from everybody. And I need it from, I need it from RJ. And so I just see Mora say, uh, beside internal pride, what incentive does he have to play on both sides when Randall does it and there's no accountability? I'm, no, I'm not doing that, Mora. I'm sorry. RJ is a grown man. RJ is a grown-ass man. Like, I, I be, not playing defense, like, you, I'm not blaming somebody else for RJ not playing defense. I'm not blaming somebody else for RJ not being the player he can be. You're a leader, right? Then don't follow behind somebody else not playing defense. Like, step up and do your part. And Randall has to do his part as well, and he did it better uh, in the Jazz game. I didn't see it last game. I didn't see it from a lot of guys, honestly. I didn't see much from everybody. Like, I didn't see much from everybody. Uh, I didn't see – we didn't really have any good games off – the only person who really had a good game all around, honestly, was Jericho Sims. Quick was also really good defensively, but Jericho Sims was super active. He was all over the place. He was uh, – Keisha, this is, my, this is my show. That's why I can talk as long as I want to. It's my show. Shut up. Anyway – Jericho was active. He was hitting the boards. He was on the offensive boards. He was blocking shots. Like, and I, I believe that Jericho can't go back to getting DMPs. I, I think that when Mitch comes back, Jericho can't get DMPs. I think that he should be prioritized over Hartenstein, especially because we don't really use Hartenstein to his strengths as far as a passer. And his floor spacing, while it's cool, isn't something that's like a thing that we get a lot of. And I think that he's just more impactful. And so if we had that impact coming on after Mitch, I think that the big minutes at the five should be split between Mitch, Sims, and Obi. And I, I, I want us to I want that to be where we are once Mitch gets back. Um, but yeah, Sims can't go back to getting DMPs. He's too impactful. Um, RJ's gotta be better. Julius has to be better. Jalen Brunson was two for thirteen last night. It happens. Obi had his first bad game of the season, I feel like. You know, like Obi's gotta be better. I mean, not Obi's gotta be better. Obi will be better. Obi's been good. Like, I, I'm not I, – bad games happen. Like, Obi fell down on a rebound. He shot the ball off the top of the backboard on a three, and he missed two dunks. That was an anomaly. That doesn't normally happen. I can deal with anomalies, bro. I can. But, like, when, when you giving maximum effort becomes the anomaly and we have to get used to you not giving effort and not playing with intensity, that becomes my issue. So we've got to be better all around. I don't think that anybody was good last night, and so I don't really believe in singling anybody out for being bad. Um, but I also think that, you know, a loss on the road to the Warriors, we started off down 21. We got to the half, pulled it to 11. Um, we had many opportunities to make it a closer game. We cut it to eight at a point, but we've got to be able to capitalize. We've got to be able to limit teams to one shot defensively, which requires everybody to box out and play with maximum effort and intensity. So this isn't the worst loss in the world. It's annoying, though. And I hope that, you know, those people who are, oh, I hate, I don't want to do this. Or I saw, uh, I think Brian Giberman is in here. I saw him in here. Bro, my man threw RJ in a, in a salary dump for Russell Westbrook. I think that's disgusting behavior. I think there, there, there's there's new like come on bro we gotta we gotta be better than that we shouldn't go from you know okay like it, it, it doesn't have to be that we can say that guys got to be better we can say that guys have to perform I just went on a whole thing about how RJ's got to be better effort wise and all that it's okay to say a guy's got to be better but we don't have to turn into oh like he's trash he doesn't do this he's never gonna be that I think all that is nasty 
Um, and so I, I want that to stop. I want the anarchist attitude to stop. Um, I can't control it. Everybody else does. You know, everybody controls how they fan individually. But, you know, like, I even I, I heard Heck Brizo was on the timeline, and there was a video of Randall. And some things are jokes. I get it. But even the jokes that is at a point is like, come on, bro. Like, Rand, there was a video of Randall walking to the bench with a cup of tea. And he's like, oh, I didn't see him need tea in the Utah game. And, yeah, you're joking, but you're dead ass. And it's stupid. Like, oh, he, he, he's a front runner. Like, are you serious? That's what we're doing? He's a front runner because he got a cup of tea? You don't even know that he didn't get tea in Utah. It's not like Randall got on the broadcast and was like, yo, I had tea in my hand. This is a video a fan took of him walking back to the bench with a cup of tea. A cup of tea. And that we're, we're now evaluating. We're, like, we're overanalyzing everything to the point where a guy walking to the bench with a cup of tea and we're saying he's a front runner because he didn't do that against Utah. Oh, now all of a sudden he needs tea. Like, we don't know how being sick works. Like, maybe he's sicker than he was the other day. Like, I don't know. But, like, you know, when you make that dumb joke and then people started to make that a narrative and now multiple people are saying Randall's a front runner because he didn't get tea. Now, now it's a room full of idiots. So be responsible and don't be the first idiot that sparks the mind of a bunch of others. Thank you. Set us on you. Yeah. Yeah. Recording live from my mother's basement. Glad we was able to take it back to DJ Clue. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about all the mixtapes I used to listen to in this basement, man. Listen. I told y'all, and for those who don't know, I am in Amityville. Yes, we are. I am in Long Island. Shout out to Long Island. Shout out to Amityville. Uh, I told y'all we was in the jungle. I told y'all we was in the jungle. And you never know what's going to bite you in the ass in the jungle. I want to be clear that uh, I'm going to limit my four-letter words today because my mom's upstairs. And, yeah, I might be 39, but still not grown enough to be cussing in my mom's house. So, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it. Uh, I'm gonna keep it PG, thirteen. But yeah, I mean, I was watching the game last night and showing a great breakdown. I, there's not too much to say. It was trash. It was very clear in the first quarter that we were in for a long night. Guys looked like they did not show up to play. They looked like whatever transpired at that dinner <laughs> lasted for two games, and it was back to reality. Let's 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 come out here and play some selfish ball and and give low effort and and get waxed by a team who was struggling. Like we gave them life, and and those who are fans of the team knew that this was just what the doctor ordered for the Warriors: a Knicks team to beat up on, a Knicks team that 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 you know is inconsistent, does not take themselves seriously, does not play with pride every game for forty-eight minutes, and they needed it. And, and they got it. We gave them exactly what they needed. I'm also starting to think, are we allergic to, to national TV games? We look like shit. In every game that we've had that's been on national television this year, it's been just pure, unadulterated trash. And that and that's that's super upsetting. The, the RJ conversation, I think we're going to be dealing with it. We're going to be dealing with it all year. I, I would say we're, we'll be dealing with it until he starts to play better. But I think even then, folks are disappointed in, 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 in Rowan. They're disappointed in Broadway Barrett, and it's coming out. Some of it's really nasty. Some of it is measured takes. Papa Left said something earlier. Uh, he had a video, and, and he, you know, he ended up 
saying that he he it took him some time to divorce. You know, number three pick RJ, our young guy, we're, we're developing from now four year, hundred million dollar RJ. Folks are tired of the excuses. They're tired of the slow starts, and that's okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. What I do have a problem with is those who want to be right so bad about RJ that they don't realize how much that hurts us. If RJ is a bust, if RJ is trash, if RJ is overpaid, we're fucked. I said I was going to try not to curse. I'm sorry. Sorry, mom. Like seriously, like think about it. He, we, we were terrible, right? We were terrible. We had the second worst record in 2015. We talked about this the other day. Got the number four pick. Had the worst record in 2019. Got the number three pick. If that, that's not even to talk about the picks in 17 and 18 that didn't that didn't pan out for us. We know that this front office is not going to tank. We know this front office is not going to tank. So if RJ is not good enough to be somewhat of a cornerstone for this team or a trade for somebody who is, then that's bad news for us. So I hope that he pulled, that he gets it together and that he continues to grow. He's, you know, he's working on stuff. It's what I feel like with RJ is he's trying to work on too much too soon. That may sound, that's not an excuse. It's just the reality is like, you're 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 a poor finisher. You're 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 not that great of a shooter, and you're trying to work on shots off the dribble. You're trying to work on it. You try like simplify your game, man. Work, perfect the, the corner three before you need to before you you pull up off the dribble uh, above the break three is something that you want to focus on. Let's 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 perfect the the corner three because you're not there yet either. Let's let's work let's work on finishing because you get to because you get to the rack with ease and maybe 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 that above the break three. Is year six, year seven. So I, I think that he's got a. When you say when you tell me in the summer you're working on four or five things, I don't know how you're going to get great at any one of those four or five things. And that's the that's the knock on RJ is that you know he's not elite in anything. So I think we're going to continue having this conversation. I hope that it's a nuanced conversation. I for one am hoping that the brother plays better because again, if if he turns out to be what he looks like right now, which as Jay Nikki always says, I don't believe that. This this is the worst version of RJ Barrett. I don't think this is what he stays as. Uh, but if he but if but if he were to, that would suck for us. And I and I and I want us to win games. I want us to build a champion. And we can't do that if 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 RJ is is utter trash and can't even get us a, a star in return uh, with him being included in a trade. I want to acknowledge something from the other day before I go. Um, my man Jay from Florida, Jay. Jay put so Kaz came in here the other day and was giving Julius his love. And then Jeff came in here the other day and Jeff comes in here all the time. And Jeff also does a show with me live from the Mecca. So I'm all for Jay from Florida's tin hat conspiracy theory shit. But like some of it's ridiculous. And the shit he said the other day was ridiculous. And, and, and it's offensive because I know Jay is smarter than that. And I know that he's the troll. And so he's trolling and he's 50 cent with it. But like have some self-respect in your trolling to to accuse Kaz and Jeff as the as as these that the front office sent forth the black MSG workers who don't even work for the Knicks, work for Betcast or what have you to, to come to the black space. I mean, like this was levels of just stupidity. And I was shocked that even the, 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 the originator of the Lou Dort versus R.J. Barrett would stoop that low. I think it was for clicks, Jay, but cut it out. The shit's ridiculous. We're not going long today. I see five folks. 
They're going to get up on this stage. They're going to rock. And then we're going to get the hell out of here. Love. Jay Nikki, you can go first. Morning, good morning, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're at. Hope you're having a blessed day, enjoying life, enjoying your weekend. Um, first and foremost, fire Tom Thibodeau, you know how that goes. Uh, I'm actually not disappointed in last night's win. Uh, we didn't give effort in the sense of, you know, playing with heart for 48 minutes, but at the same time, can't win every game. They're the defending champions, and like said, said, this is what the Cavs really, I mean, not the Cavs, the Warriors really needed, and so, like, it is what it is. Uh, we had a whole bunch of players not playing bad, not playing well. When Jericho Sims is your best player, you're kind of in trouble. But I'm um, not really here to talk about the game. Uh, I'm going to shift the atmosphere. Uh, we've been beating the R.J. Barrett horse for about two weeks now. And um, I think I think we uh, words are powerful. So let's use our words to empower R.J. I know He's been playing bad. I know the finishing looks awful. I know the shooting is literally in the trash can. But RJ will be better. I'm, I'm just going to say that. He, he will be better. The time will come. I'm not saying he's going to be an all-star. I'm not saying he's going to be all-NBA or anything like that. But th this, this is not going to last. We, we know RJ gets into these slumps. We know he plays like not a third-round pick, not a third pick sometimes. But I'm at the point right now where I'm, I'm just going to – I'm going to big my brother up right now and understand that he's going to get better. This time will come to an end. RJ will help us win games. He will be a product that we're proud of. And I'm just going to – I'm just going to keep lifting him up. Keep lifting him up. That's all we can do right now. Shout out to KCDA. I appreciate y'all. Appreciate you, Jay Nicky. I like that. Like, I, I'm with Sean on this. I'm with Sean on this as far as supporting our guys. Like, again, I can't say it enough. If my man is trash – I don't know where we're gonna find somebody. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I need, I need him. Like, I'm listen. I'm on the record that I would have put RJ in the Donovan Mitchell trade. So, like, I, I'm on the record. I've said it. That's a fact, right? And I get it. State wouldn't trade him for God. Me and State are different. But I, he can't be trash because if he's trash, we're screwed. And I don't want to be screwed. Let's be clear. I, <laughs> I just think it's strange to me how like people choose to view things and see things. Like, I'm being told, oh, RJ hasn't it's the same thing every year he hasn't like improved again and like you know now we're just making statements that aren't true and as people who watch every game over the course of years like rookie year rj he showed some flashes he was not really empowered at all and he was on a terrible roster that had the fit of a phone booth um in his second year in the nba he was the second best player averaging 18 points a game on a team that you know hosted a playoff series um, and in his third year, he averaged 20 points a game after standing in the corner for the first half of it. And so we've seen him improve. We've seen him get better. And I don't really understand why, you know, for the sake of the narrative that we want to go with and, and why we ignore things like, okay, you don't, like I said, I'm done giving him a sick pass after this. And I also think that being sick has nothing to do with putting a hand up on Clay Thompson. But for the Denver game, especially, like, we know that he's sick. Like, we know that he's on a back-to-back -back in, in mile-high conditions that people have always discussed as being tough to play in, and he's doing so with the flu. And so, no, that doesn't mean, hey, he should just, he shouldn't have just, he should have just not played, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean, oh, it excuses that he's playing badly. It doesn't change the numbers, but like, that is not the player that RJ is. We've seen much, we have a much bigger sample size of RJ being good and of RJ improving and of RJ giving it what he's got than we have of RJ playing like he did in Denver. 
But instead, people would choose to focus on the player that we saw in Denver and act like that's who RJ is. And I don't understand that. So I like Jay Nicky's thing of empowering. Yes, we'll get there. He'll get there. He'll be better. He'll be better. And I'm looking forward to it. And I, I just hope, like, you know, I'm not going to tell people, like, once again, he's playing poorly. I'm not trying to say you can't say that. I'm not trying to say anything against it. I'm not trying to push back on it. But I do hope that once he starts playing poorly and once he's out of the slump, that he's as much of a topic of conversation as he is right now. I hope that there's as much said about him playing well. Because in that two-week stretch, that, that seven games, we're 16 games into the season. And for seven games, he was shooting, he was scoring 24 points a game, shooting 50% and shooting over 40% from three. And people were acting like they hadn't seen enough. But you see him have a couple of bad games and now that's who he is. And so have the same energy for his success that you have for his struggles, please. Let's jump. Let's jump. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get back. I have. I have. A, I have a, a one last RJ comment. I'll save it for the end. Uh, let's jump to Just Dev. Yo, it's good. Yo, I'm actually coaching the game real quick. Can I get like? I mean, I honestly could just go less. I'll. I'll be five minutes. Hey, do you think I? I, I can tell you with that background noise, you'd be a terrible closer. So just mute your mic. We'll talk about it. Uh, pop Appreciate it. Thank you. Pop it left. Let's go. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Um, so, uh. I got a couple of things to get off um, quickly about you do not have seven minutes. I just want to be clear. You do not have seven minutes quickly about quickly about. Thank you, said you're the man quickly about RJ um, uh, in response to Sean, like the, these, this, this effort that he's giving where he's like lazily passing a, a flash pass to, to Randall at the top of the key. And it leads to an and to, to a, to a, you know, wide open, layup or just getting you know ran in front of to get a rebound and one like i've seen rj go one for 25 a lot of times from three like it it totally kills his game um but the effort piece is like non-negotiable and he needs to fix that um and i'm also not i'm also not i'm not doing the crazy energy for for the shooting performance i'm doing the crazy energy for the inexcusable effort so when he does pick up his shooting i'm it's more so like this is what I expect, and like Cedric said, if we have another four-year, hundred-plus million-dollar deal that's like not attractive, we are really, really in trouble. Um, Isaiah Livers uh, is a second-round, forty-second pick on the D- Detroit Pistons. He played sixteen minutes last night. His last name is an Oregon, and it also could be food. Um, he 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 played sixteen minutes, and Quentin Grimes played two. Um, that's that's really pathetic and my last uh take is uh has nothing to do really with the knicks but it's like d rose there's d rose fans on the timeline um that literally lot like buy nba league pass and and buy fubo tv to watch derrick rose for 13 minutes and proceed to tell me everything that's wrong with the way i'm analyzing this team and uh, i just want to team up with them and help them out to get d rose to a contender and hopefully we can get four unprotected first-round picks for him the way that they talk about Derrick Rose. All right? Um, that's my take for today. Everybody have a good one. Appreciate you, Papa Love. Appreciate you. Hey, look, I want to tell y'all, man, come with the, with the strong takes because there's not a lot of folks today. And so you, you, may, you, you probably will make the pod. And if you come strong, you probably could be the co-host. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just you know, trying to put a little incentive out there. You know, let's put it in the air. Um, Bankai, what's good? Hey, shout out to you, Sed, Sean, the rest of the room. Um, I'm I don't like losses. I've said this before. I'm not overtly 
too too disappointed with last night just because just because I felt like the team the team just didn't have it all together. Uh Jericho Sims was our best player and that's not really saying much because he had ten and ten against a undersized uh, Warriors front court. Uh so it is what it is. The whole team looked like it was sick, like it got uh, the same thing that RJ had. But when it comes to RJ, right, I feel like two things can be true at the same time. Like, you could be objective uh, and, you know, point out that he hasn't really been that great this season and that he's shown insane flashes of poor play altogether um, and hold him accountable to it. But at the same time, you can also be supportive of him and realize, like, hey, I've seen his body of work uh, on previous seasons before. The kid is talented. He's shown that he can play basketball. And all of a sudden, you just don't forget how to do that, right? So you can acknowledge that he can still turn it around. You can still support the kid. Uh, you don't have to completely tear him down. Sure, if you want to be critical of him, that's fine. That's normal. Like, you, you don't have to be a extremist and wave the pom-poms every time, you know, he plays well, just like you you don't have to like go insane and say like, well, he's a trash basketball player. He's like uh, worse than Ish Smith or, you know, he doesn't deserve a spot in the NBA or something like that. You know, just be ju just be in the medium about it. You don't have to be extreme uh, on either end. Two things can be true at the same time. That's all I got to say on that. Appreciate you, Bankai. I hope all is well this, uh, this weekend, man. I hope you, you know, rubbing on. Your uh, husky testes. What? what the oh, yo, son. Cedric, Cedric, what the hell? What is your problem? You know, I, mean, I need it. He's uh, neutered anyway. So. on your husky testes? What? Yo, listen. I'm just listen. I'm just trying to get out all the good stuff until we announce. You know what I mean? The the, the, the new the new moves we got coming, and I gotta really really change my uh change my shtick. So I'll get the whole pause worthy moment. I'll you said you that. that from your mother's house? She couldn't hear me. She didn't hear the test. Hey, said, said, <laughs> said, I'll be rubbing on something else. I'll tell you that. Okay, Bankai. Bankai is giving his best uh, Brownsville impersonation. Brownsville. Right now. I don't, I don't know what's going on. It's getting, it's getting spooky in here. I need to know what y'all are rubbing on. Um, yeah, hold on. And also, Papa left very good take. I was on mute when you finished, but yes, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm glad that we're all on the same page uh, logically. Yo, Breeze, I'm gonna save you for the end. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to Dane, and then we got, uh, we got Fat Man Trav. I hope he don't come up here with uh, that Mitch. Those Mitchell Robinson takes he had were terrible. I hope he, I hope he doesn't do that again. I don't know what's going on with Dane. He's connecting forever. Hold on. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. If Fat Man Trav come up here with a Mitch take like before or a take similar and keep dying on it. Uh, we may have to mute him. His his watch may have ended before it started. Go ahead, Fat Man. I'm not gonna lie. He's he's already on. He's already on watch. <laughs> he, he's on watch. <laughs> that boy got three stars on GTA. Be careful. Tread lightly. Fat Man Trav, what's up? Talk to us. Welcome to KCDA. What's up? Y'all still mad at my um, Mitchell Robinson? Things are so good. Don't worry about it. I'm a down that sword. A happy man. Um. Um. What? Why does Julius Randle think that he's Clay Thompson or Steph Curry? Because he hit eight threes the other night. Yeah. <laughs> so he's still still high nah, off that. He's still high off the eight threes. That, that, that can't be that high that you shoot you shoot people out of the game. 
after the first three ones go down and you make one that's like, right, I could go to the basket, do other things. And why does he have a fascination with jumping in the air, passing the ball so much? Is it me or he does that at least seven times a game? It's not just you, brother. It's not just you. It's, it's like, and then when I'm watching the game, nobody else can get a rhythm because he's trying to, instead of letting the game come, when the game comes to Julius Randle, he's, he's a walking double-double, damn near triple-double dude. When he goes and try to put his imprint on the game, we're never going to win. It's, it's, it's like that simple. Is, is, it, is it time for IQ to get out to stop being a Nick? Or he's just, or he's just a, a a a a casualty, a casualty of just having too many of the same players. Are you referring to the to the trade uh, rumors? Yes. I I was not in the space. That there was a long space about it yesterday. But Sean has information, and this is not. I, I heard somebody try to front on Sean, like Sean has ever been the dude who acts like he got sources. He's never been that guy. But but Sean has been clear that uh, there's that IQ is not axed out of this team. And there are teams that have been asking about him because they see the talent, right? They see the talent. So teams have been asking about him. And so there, there's a lot of, it was a lot of heavy lifting yesterday from a report to like, then IQ axed out. And so we got to be careful to not, to not just jump out the window. No, I'm not yeah, saying and, and, and jumping out the window. No, I'm not saying you are, I'm not saying you are, Trav. I'm, I, that was for the, that was for, that was for next Twitter in general. Okay. Yeah, Go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. And is it time for yeah. um real quick? Is it? Time, oh, I just want to say one thing. Is it time for um Jericho Sims to be in the rotation heavy? Yes. Is it so? Let, let so so Sean, I, I do want to have that discussion though, because you 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 threw Harden's you threw iHeart out 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 with the bathwater. You threw the baby out with the bathwater. I disagree. I do think that we're mis we're, we're not using him correctly, but um I still want to see iHeart minutes. I, I, he has not been impressing me the last few games, but you, you know I, I haven't forgot about the push shot. Uh, you know he, he's had some he's had some good games defensively for us. So I I, I don't I'm not Mitch and and, and Jericho uh, have a lot of similarities. I, I do want Jericho to get minutes, but I but not I don't I, I'm not I'm not I'm not sleeping on iHeart. I still think iHeart has a lot of value in this team. I think iHeart has value on this team too. But when you say that you want to see iHeart minutes. You're not going to see iHeart minutes and Jericho minutes. You're just not. It's not possible. It's not going to happen at all. And so at that point, who deserves to play? And I think that Jericho is more impactful to the team, especially, and it's, that's not even fully iHeart's fault, but especially because we're not using iHeart to the his full capability. So if we're not going to use iHeart like a passing, facilitating big and run some more offense through him, and he's just going to be out there to play defense, and make the occasional push shot, then we may as well let Jericho Sims do that because Jericho Sims does all of those things better except shooting. Sean, if I may, you want to know what the most surprising thing is? This is the same coach who used to have Joking Noah, and he used to run offense through Joking Noah, spin, right? You spin. As a center, as a center. And he and it seems like he's completely forgot how to do it with Isaiah Hardenstein. Like, I get it. They're different players in terms of, like, yeah, one was an all-star and whatever. But, you know, they pass the ball in the same way. They know how to throw uh, thread needle type of passes, set screens, and then pass it. And we even saw some of it in preseason, and he's completely gone away from it. It's like he doesn't know how to coach that that aspect of his play anymore. I, I just don't know why. 
You're spitting. And that's my thing. If, if we were using iHeart the way that iHeart should be used and we were running more offense to him, then I would say, okay, he's giving us something that Jericho can't give us or doesn't give us. But he's not. He's not. And so at that point, I think that if you, yeah, you want to see both guys play. And my, me, it's not me killing iHeart. It's not me saying iHeart sucks or iHeart isn't good. It's just right now, Jericho is playing well. Like, one of those guys is going to have to be situational. And should it just be Jericho just because iHeart was playing first? I don't think so. I think Jericho has been really impactful. And, you know, the, for as much as I love the push shot, I also love the way that Jericho, Jericho's giving us the same kind of activity that Mitch has given us on the offensive boards recently. Jericho needs to start. Jericho needs to start, and iHeart needs to play with more of the finesse bench unit than with the starters. Because with the starters, you're not going to see full potential iHeart because you got a black hole. On offense, you literally have a black hole. How can iHeart work at the top of the key when Julius Randle's there? I just want to jump in here. I just want to jump in because I think we're getting crazy. I think we're getting a little crazy when we start saying that Jericho Sims should start. I think first, let's just let's relax, let's pump the brakes. We've seen some good, we've seen some good effort out of Jericho. He's developing. I think what really you're talking about is first off, we're talking about misusing iHeart. That's a problem that we need fixed because he has way too much talent for us to mis be misusing him. That's number one. Number two, for folks like Papa Left who went down already, Jericho makes Mitch going in a deal for something better as salary, he, he makes that more palatable. So let's just, let's put it there. Like, but I, I don't think we need to get to a place of Jericho needs to start because Jericho still is very raw. Is that, is, is out of position sometimes, but I like where he's going. I like the growth, but I don't want to get crazy. I don't want to get, I don't want to get nuts. Now, if, if this wasn't a fat man trap, I would say that he's just saying Jericho should start over heart right now while it's just them two. Um, and Hart coming off the bench would be better. And I do agree with that, I, And, and for, especially for his reasoning. You're not thank gonna, you, Sean. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you, my brother. You're not going to run much offense through Hart while you're running the offense through Brunson and then Randall. And so you could probably utilize Hart's uh, skills in that way more with him coming off the bench. Now, because it's that... But you would be a better team. If you if you were using Hart the right way in that starting lineup, you'd be a better, you'd be a better team. And so... Again, I want to say the problem is how iHeart is being used. That, is, at the end of the day, that's how he's being used. You could go five out with iHeart in the starting five. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could go five out. I don't know if his shooting is that strong, but you can no, go no, five out. No, no, no. He just made it. He just, he, just, he just sat there and told why you can't use iHeart with the starting lineup. How are you going five out when Julius Randle's a dude at the top of the key controlling the ball? Or is Eva Brunson? He's not even going to get the opportunity to showcase his skill because we have a black hole on offense starting. This is why he looked at good with the second unit because they cut. They play without the ball. They play selfless basketball in the second unit more than the first unit. So that's what happens. This is why he can't start. You uh, need to play. Again, what I'm, saying is, what I'm saying is theoretically he should. The problem is Tom Thibodeau needs to, 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 to rework this offense. So what I'm saying is I'm not – I'm not out on iHeart in that way. I hear what y'all are saying. I'm saying I want to see – because we want this team to get better, right? We, we, we're we stuck with this coach, we think, for the year. Uh, yeah, and so I want the coach to do better in terms of how he's using the players and using them to their strengths. I know that that may be me being naive, 
you know, that made me. But but that is what I would like to see. Real quick, quick question to you, real quick. What, what was this is Mitch your last question, Trav, because I gotta go to Bro. What was Mitchell so good at in that star lineup? Offensive rebounds. Offensive rebounds. This is what you're gonna get at Jericho Sims, but we're losing defensively in the starting unit. This is what you get right back. So our heart is not losing because he can still play starter minutes. It's just that he won't be starting the game. That's all. Yeah, I hear he, you, brother. I hear you. Yeah, I, that, that's a good take. You know, man, Trav, way to redeem yourself. I like that. that. That's a good take. Bro, talk to us. What's good, everybody? Um, I wasn't even going to come up today, but, you know, I always get very offended when Mitchell's, Mitchell Robinson's name is being slandered out here. I always got to step up and stand for my dog. Um, but, uh, first of all, you know, there's a tweet that, uh, Papa left dropped last night that I was really rocking with. Um, you know, something I said recently on the show was that having depth is something that we claim to take pride in, but then all of a sudden we're out here fighting over who should be in what position. Uh, what Papa left said last night was that he likes the idea of having 12 fouls to share between Mitch and Jericho. And that's some real shit. Because Mitch is, you know, potential liability with foul trouble. And then all of a sudden you just got iHeart. And now all of a sudden you have barely any rib protection. That's a big problem, especially depending on the matchup. We have a bunch of talented big men right now. And, like, their total salaries are, like, what, like about 25 mil, like, a year. Like, it's really not that bad if you think about it. In complete value for the three players that we have, that's not a bad thing. So complaining about Mitch's pro- uh, contract, not a big deal. Also, big men are, like, the most injury-prone players in the NBA. Like, centers literally are so damn injury-prone. They're never healthy for a full year. Let's be real. Uh, you can look all across the league. You always see centers being hurt. So it's good to have insurance on that shit. I've been saying Jericho is Mitch insurance. Jericho is Mitch insurance. That's reality. That's a good thing. I need people to just change their perspective on shit and stop trying to tear players down. And they're all positive assets that we have. And also, Mitchell Robinson is only like 24 years old. He's not even his prime. Uh, I said before that his screens suck ass. That's the one thing that I really criticize about his game on the offensive side. I don't really want to ask too much of him otherwise because that's on coaching, not him. Um, you know, him being in the way would not. But um, if he sets better screens, like, I mean, recently it seems like the offense has been really, really focused on feeding the inside man during matchups, getting alley-oops going, just trying to get those easy buckets, get some energy going. That's something we were not doing earlier on in the season. It seems like it's a group focus, not just an individual focus. I love to see that. I think seeing Mitch healthy, you know, he can be pretty immature. I think we all agree with that. Um, he may be more motivated to set better picks, to move with the offense, to try to get himself going. Because if he thinks he's going to get the ball, he might actually put some effort out there. Before, he was not being fed like that. Hart wasn't being fed like that. Uh, and then, you know, things start switching up. We're trying to move the ball more, and then Jericho starts getting fed in Mitch's place. Once again, Jericho moves better on offense. He has better things he could do. Um, also, you know, when it comes to mixing between Jericho, Mitch, and iHeart, they all have positive things they can contribute. It's all about the way you use them. Um, I think matchups are also going to play a major key. Every roster is built differently, especially with their big men. So we have to take advantage of everybody's capabilities per matchup. I think Jericho is better suited for certain matchups. I think Mitch is better suited for certain matchups. Play it based off of that in terms of minutes. Um, sometimes you might want to flip Hart in, in and out. But once again, we have 12,000 share between those two guys. So let's chill out with that shit. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, man. Listen, Sean, i am be honest with you. It's 1249. We, we're out of here by 1 o'clock. Um, 
not a lot of folks requesting, which is good because we didn't plan on staying here long anyway. Oh, I'm uh, not, oh, I am not opposed, bro. I know, I know, I know. We, so, I, is Breeze, is Breeze, Breeze, are you, are you okay with closing? I mean, our situation on minutes, but, you know, I could hit an open three. That ain't no problem. All right, all right. Well, listen, man. Breeze is going to close, and then the next word you'll hear will be, be from me and Sean closing. Uh, you know what? Penthouse is coming up, Breeze. Do you want to you you let Penthouse rock, and then, and then you close? That's cool. All right, let's let Penthouse rock because he was he was up here earlier and then he went. And I don't know where he went. Penthouse didn't make uh Penthouse didn't make Papa Left's uh, favorite basketball takes either. Papa Left put out a list of his favorite basketball minds on Twitter, and uh, none none of the toxic boys were on his list. <laughs> hey, I, I found that list interesting, man. I don't take anything personally, and I don't you know. I was just like, hey, man, I feel like Papa Left comes to me with a lot of his takes for like validation. And I was just like, you know, I, I think I'm a, but hey, I also didn't see Ari on there. So I was like, I mean, hey, you know, I, I didn't take it personally, but it was interesting for sure. Yeah. I, Papa left, Papa left just fucks with my music. So I wasn't, I didn't, I never thought I would, I'd be on the list. That, but yo, let's go, Penthouse. Talk to me. I appreciate that though. I, I think I got some John Blaze basketball shit. You know what I'm saying? I see the game. Uh, I seen that list. I was like, oh, okay. Interesting. You know, it is what it is though. I'm like you, Sean. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, it is what it is. This, everyone's opinion is different. Um, I hope everybody first and foremost is like, you know, happy and healthy and, you know, you guys going about your day. Let's remember Twitter and the Knicks is just like a small piece of our life. Don't let it overwhelm you too much. I see that it affects people's attitude as much as we all love the Knicks and basketball. Like, chill out, bro. Like, let's relax. It's not worth our damn blood pressure at this moment in time. We are so far from where we need to be. And last night was a great example of an offense and an organization that really does a lot of things really well and just starting with like how easy their shots were like they got such easy shots over and over and over again and i think it's the perfect game to analyze how far we are because everything we do is just seems difficult like we're just always working in crowds like we're always making passes really difficult rj julius anybody we're always just like jumping into crowds and driving into crowds and i think last night was a really good example to see if like we were to play the game the right way we would get such easy shots. Like, Looney got fucking eight layups or something stupid like that, or five layups, it seemed like. And then their backup center got a bunch of layups. Clay got layups. You know, it's just, like, so easy. Clay would get wide-open threes on the wing because they just got him an easy look. Like, we don't do anything for our offense and our players to get easy looks. That's why it's frustrating when it comes to RJ. And, and said, you're right, bro. If RJ don't work out, we're screwed. We are screwed. We're going to be capped out, and no one's going to want to trade for him. We're going to be in trouble, man, so we need RJ to work out. Um, it's just he's missing open jump shots, which is, come on, bro. Like, sick or not, like, hit your open jump shots at this point right now. Hit your free throws. Like, I can deal with missing layups in a crowd. I'm not sure if he's a good finisher either, but it is what it is at this point. We got to roll with that young boy. But what I really wanted to say is just, like, Pay attention to how easy the game was for Golden State. Yes, they're way more talented than us. Yes. But don't worry about miss or makes. Worry about how easy their shots look and how easy they were to get versus our shots to get. And that's my take here. Appreciate you, man. I mean, I, I think somebody said it. I, I, it might have been it might have been Jake from Florida, but it was just like they got dizzy with all the ball movement yesterday. You know, just credit to credit to Golden State, you know, for I, like I said, I, we were just what the doctor ordered, man. Like, we were just so out of sorts. 
Like, you, like there's been too many games this season where you're, like, looking at the team, you're like, yo, did y'all come to play tonight? Like, are y'all here? I, they, like, they got to figure that out, man. That 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 shit is trash. Uh, listen, we're about to close the show. So, Breeze is coming through. I know he's got some heat for us. Fat Man Trav redeemed himself. Beautiful thing. Uh, let's go, Breeze. Oh, hold on, Breeze, before you go. They're blaming Jay Nicky for RJ's uh, RJ struggles. Apparently, since Jay Nicky's RJ space, RJ is 17 for 65 from the field, and that is pretty. I did bad. it. That's why I released the prayer circle this morning. We gotta, we gotta lift our brother Barrett up, man. Lift the brother up. back up. All right. You know what, Jay Nicky? No, no more spaces from you. All right. You, you relax. Absolutely not. That was my first <laughs> space in months, and look, look what the result was. Yeah. We know. We, all right. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad that we're on the same page. Breeze, talk to us. Take us home. Man, actually, y'all gonna take us home, but I'll provide the lift to get y'all there. But um, look, man. First on the iHeart thing, he's good enough to be in the rotation. Not good enough that he has to be in the rotation. You could take him in and out, bro. It's it's like as the backup center, what he does, he's on the floor more than Allen Iverson in two thousand one. It's just it's very. You you have three centers, bro. Use the options. But if I had to choose somebody right now. Get him the fuck out of there right now. You know, the, the next 10 games, you know, Jericho filing, fine. On the on the Rowan Barrett subject, right, I wanted to tread very lightly. Tread very lightly because I, I'm not a RJ hater. But at the same time, I would just like a realistic timeline or the conditions to where I can feel as though I am judging him on a star basis because i know we don't have our shit in order and i'm a very i'm a results-based person i'm not an excuse-based person somebody tell me some shit i'm gonna automatically look to the solutions i'm not looking at the hundred reasons as problems so with rj are we waiting for the next coach are we waiting till julius randall gets traded can anybody let me know the timeline in which i can judge rj like the person that i'm told that he is because as of right now, I am not liking the progression of, of RJ as far as being a modern day wing, right? When I watch, I watch NBA, I don't only watch the Knicks. So I watch other games. The wiggle is, it's not about the wiggle. It's about the shot selection. It's about can I, the confidence I feel when I watch RJ Barrett. It's, it's just not high enough for where I need it to be, bro. I know when people have their – I'm not comparing him to Jason Tatum or Jalen Browns, but when, when those fan bases have those guys, there's a certain confidence they go to in certain games that I'm just not feeling um, right now with RJ. Um, as far as, you know, everybody doing the positive positivity thing, I'm not a negative person. I don't. I wouldn't class myself as a positive person. I'm a very look look and see what I got type dude. So they play in New York, right? This like when and this and it's the internet. When y'all don't like an album, y'all don't say I don't like it. Y'all say y'all go right to his trash. So with with basketball at the most is are all the timelines. It's gonna be always on that spectrum. So yes. For the people, RJ's given enough just for the people who fuck with him. He's given them enough to say, look, just wait for him. But for the people who's never been a fan of RJ, because some people didn't even want the kid drafted, bro. So you're not going to be able to convert those people to say that he's a good player. Like, they're, they're, it's two sides of the fence. And at this point, 
just take a poll to of what side of the fence you on. Because the people that's trying to get RJ, no, he's a good player. And the people that's trying to get RJ, no, he's not shit. It's, it's not working, bro. So at this point, everybody just pick their side, stay over there, and stop doing the, the presidential statements of, you know, he could be, he could be. No. You just pick your side because if you, if you're looking at the timelines, it's very clear which side people are on. And then if you play in the middle, it's just nasty. But last thing I noticed from this game, and I'm going to close because we 12-58, Jalen Brunson doesn't have the luxury of having bad games. RJ can have bad games. Randall can have bad games. Dead at everybody else. Soon as Jalen Brunson has a bad game, it's, it's like an automatic L. I'm not liking that. He needs more support. I know that since we never had a point guard, everybody automatically goes to blame him. And I'm not a, I'm not really a fan of that because if you can see right now, he's doing the best with what he got. He makes passes. People don't make the shot. Fine. He can be a little bit less aggressive, but he's the most competent basketball player we have right now. And that's and that's with the defense. OK, so he the pressure that he has on himself, he's not, quote unquote, the savior. But we're going to need other people to step up. And uh, I think I said last, I'm going to leave it there. I have one more thing, but I hate the last but not least, and then give you one more thing. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> Appreciate you, Breeze. Appreciate you, man. You uh, you rocking out. Look, man, it was, it, was a, it was a short but sweet show today. We're about to, uh, we're about to get into the, to these final thoughts, and I, and I do have some final thoughts as they relate to our brother Rowan. Um, but I also want to give a shout-out. I want to give a shout-out to Maura. Because she, I was already like last night watching the game, thinking, "What's going to be the next track?" I think about the song during the game, uh, "Go Off the Energy of the Game," and it was looking like back to like back to reality. She sent that over to me, um, and I was like, "Yo, like we are on the same page." And then I had to throw the throw the remix, you know, give a little DJ Clue, give that New York energy, uh, Jada on there. So I want to shout out Morado for 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 throwing that for throwing that lob. Um, you know, RJ, you know, we talk about the confidence and I was, I appreciate it. I think you got to have confidence to play in this league, to play this game. You know, if you get all down on yourself, wh what do you got? You just, you know, it's just a, a, a shell of yourself and, and, and we don't need that. I will say the brother could, could stand to like, not get himself in shit. Right. Because when you're, Oh for I think he was 0 for 16 going into last night's game. He ended up from three uh, over the last few games. When he says, you know, he's daring people to go under the screen, that, that it's, it's a bucket, it just felt like one of those things where timing matters. And, like, right now is not the time for you to be talking that shit. And I get it. If you're, if you're an animal, if you're a different kind of beast, like Kobe would say, then, you know, always be that. But just given the track record right now, it just it wasn't the time for me because you've already got, you know, we got job mic'd up, like basically like, yo, watch him, you know, he's going left. Like, you know, like just kind of like not really, you, you know, respecting the game. Uh, you got Ant, we want RJ to shoot. You see the way they're treating you as a shooter. And it's not a bucket, my brother. It's not a bucket. It, it, that, 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 it was a bucket. And 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 uh, you know your second year, when there were no fans in the stands, I disagree with Breeze that you gotta you gotta pick a side. I am sitting on the fence, and I am on I'm on the fence, and I'm I'm hoping 
that the side that says RJ is going to at least see a couple of all-star games, I'm hoping that side wins. I don't like the other side. I don't like what they've got over there. They've got piranhas and alligators and shit, and I'm not into those guys. I don't want to hang out with them. But to your point, given what I've seen, I can't fully be in the, like, Star J Barrett camp. I can't be, you know, I'm like, hey, man, I don't know. You might just be Harrison Barnes. And 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 for those who have said, I saw this the other day, somebody said, oh, we never expected him to be a star. Uh, you're a liar. You're a liar, and you're trying to cope with the fact that, you, you know, the guy who you want to be the cornerstone of your team isn't necessarily showing up in the way that some of his peers are. You're lying when you say we didn't want him to be a star. Of course we wanted him to be a star. I didn't want to trade him for Donovan Mitchell because I wanted to add Mitchell to R.J. Barrett. Now, when, it, when push came to shove, I said, hey, look, you got to do what you got to do. But, but that's what I wanted. So stop lying. You want him to play better. I want him to play better. That's, that's what it is. We're playing Phoenix. We're playing Phoenix tomorrow. Um, listen, they can be beat. We would have beat them last year if Randall didn't, you know, get in his little t- tizzy and, you know, um, if, if, if Burks wasn't such a halfway point guard, if, if, if Cam Johnson doesn't hit that three. So they can be beat. So let's walk into this game. They just got beat. Let's walk into this game. Let's play with some effort. Let's, let's hit our shots. Let's play some defense. And, 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 let, and let's get a win. Again, this was a road trip that was looking like we could go 0-5. And, and right now we're 2-1. So look. Let's make it three and one. That's where I'm at. Sean, it's on you. Uh, yeah, man. Like Cedric just said, man, uh, we're not in this uh, end game that people act like we're in where everything is terrible and the season's over and blah, blah, blah. We're eight and eight. Phoenix is beatable. Um, we just got to go in there and give it our best shot. And if we don't beat Phoenix, I don't want the world to crash. Like, I don't want everybody to be like, oh, my goodness, we are so awful, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, we just got to weather the storm. Um, these are – the Phoenix is a very good basketball team, and so there's no guarantee we're going to beat them. The same way the Warriors are a very good basketball team. I just hope that we bring our best effort, man. Like, I don't like that I didn't see the same level of effort of intensi- effort and intensity that I saw against Denver. And so I, you know, I need to see that. If I see the effort and intensity, bro – I'm cool with just about any result. I'm not going to lie. Like, because I think that that effort and intensity will lead to more wins, ultimately, like pretty much automatically. And so I, I need that from guys. I need that from guys individually. I need that from the team as a whole. All shooting nights happen, but I need us to bring effort and intensity every single night. Uh, as far as the, and then, you know, we need to stop being so reactionary, like truly. As far as, and everybody, like, we're in this climate now where, you know, through spaces and, through just Twitter and everything, like everybody feels like they themselves are an analyst or they themselves are a reporter and they've got to get their takes out on everything and they've got to give the breakdown of everything. And so I want you guys to understand that you're getting information from people who don't know shit, who are then regurgitating the information to other people who don't know shit, who are then speaking on, who are given like a third uh, take of a secondhand information of a first person who didn't know shit. Nobody knows shit. A bunch of people who don't know shit are relaying information to each other and citing each other on it. And I need you guys to stop. Some people are, like, pretending to be experts. Some people are pretending to be capologists. Like, I I need you guys to stop because there's a lot of cap in your capology. And so, Emmanuel quickly has not requested a trade. I can confirm that. Um, And just, and teams have been calling about Emmanuel quickly since his rookie year. 
Teams were calling about Emmanuel quickly before the trade deadline last year. Teams were calling about Emmanuel quickly uh, when we signed Jalen Brunson. Teams are probably on the phone about Emmanuel quickly right now. So it coming out in reports that there's talks. Like, there's reports of talks all the time. Like, that's what, that's what reports are. Reports of talks happen all the time. And so seeing a guy's name come up with reports of talks and then having a space and, you know, everybody, and now the 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 narrative on the timeline, and like, people are like, oh, this front office, I'm tired of this organization. They don't know what they're doing. Blah, blah, blah. They're going to trade one of their best young players. Who said that? You saw a report, right? You saw a report that said his name came up in trade talks, and then you heard a bunch of other people saying they're going to trade him because they got to do this for cap space and blah, blah, blah. And now you're going with the front office is going to trade Emmanuel quickly. Nobody who knows anything said that. And so there's also other avenues to it. Uh, that you know, maybe they move off of Julius Randle for cap space later. Maybe they move off of Mitchell Robinson. Like, there's a bunch of different avenues. They're not in a situation where they need to trade quick right now. I even saw people saying, "Oh, they got a, like they don't have room for them because Evan Fournier." Then, and that shows me that you don't know what you're talking about. When you say things like that, it shows me you don't know what you're talking about. Because by the time that Quick and Obi have to be signed, like when their contracts are up in 2024, Evan's off the books. But, like, but everybody just wants to say some shit, and everybody wants to be the guy. Everybody wants to be the one who's, you know, bringing the information. Stop it. Just be a fan. It's okay to just be a fan and gain a better understanding. Like, I love Quick. I love the Knicks. I feel like I have more to be, and I'm not doing like a, and I hate to say this is going to sound like a holier-than-thou thing, but it's just I have more information than most on the Emmanuel Quickly situation, and I know that I don't know shit. I'm a big fan of the Socratic Paradox, man. The one thing that I know is that I don't. And I wish that everybody else would tap into the fact that they don't know shit and stop speaking like experts and trying to make other people feel like they don't know. Like, it just, it doesn't make sense to me, bro. It doesn't make sense. I need that to stop, please. It's making the whole climate very nasty because then everybody feels like they got to one-up the other guy who doesn't know shit. Cut it out. Um, beyond that, man, uh, you know, really good show. Really love you guys. Um... And I appreciate you, you know, whether you get on my nerves or not. Um, and, you know, I'm looking forward to another good show on, what, Monday? We play on Sunday, right? Yeah, so Monday. Yeah, 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 Monday we'll be back. Yeah, and then we Mon- got a game on Monday, so we got a show on Tuesday. Yeah, I, I don't know uh, what my situation will be after Monday's show or if I'll be able to be in the shows. Quite possibly not. I'll be on. I'll be out of town until the 1st. So, um, you know, but either way, I hope I am able to be in the shows, but I love y'all and please fan responsibly moving forward. Um, and that just means, you know, speak for yourself, speak for your takes. Um, I'm not saying you got to be positive or negative, whatever, just at least be logical. At the end of the day, that's my thing. Be logical. If you feel a certain way, if you don't think this guy's is good, if you don't think blah, 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 just if you use logic, I can almost always respect your take. There's a lot of people I disagree with in here about a lot of different things. But when, he, when you bring logic to your takes, I can rock with it. It makes sense. But when you stand on some shit that doesn't make sense, like vehemently, it just makes me lose respect for like anything you say out of your mouth ever because you're willing to stand on stupid shit. And that's all. Love y'all, man. Be safe. Hold on. Hold on one second. I, I see um, Bankai, Bankai had, had one last take. Go ahead, Bankai, and then we'll close it out. I did. But, hey, I'll give you two of your flowers because you guys have been doing great holding it down by yourselves. So I love you guys. Love you too, bro. Thank you. 
I was lying. I was trying to play this audio clip, and the shit's not working. So I just threw his ass on there. This guy, man. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I was trying to play but, but, this audio but, clip. But, but, it didn't I'm work. I'm not lying about what it, I'm not lying about what I said though. So, yo, I wanted I want I wanted to play this clip from from Combat Jack. May he rest in peace. Uh, he'll be gone from us. Um, I don't even know how many years it's been now at this point. Maybe like five years. Probably working on. But at the end of at the end of the Combat Jack show, he would always talk about you know uh, you know manning up and living out your dreams and all that and i wanted to play that audio for him but fucking sold because the audio didn't work out so i played it on another show but uh for those who don't know combat jack is is really an innovator and the really the the, the pod father of of all the hip-hop podcasts and, and, and culture that we see there's there's no joe budden uh show there's no drink champs there's none of that without combat jack and and what what he did with pnc radio and then loudspeakers network so much love. Uh, appreciate y'all. See y'all on Monday's show. Stay sucker free. Stay out the way. Keep wilding on the timeline. Love. Adios. K-C-C-D.